Welcome to Bougie Behavior. It is me, Cicely Renee, aka the Bougie Black Blogger, and I'm super excited to continue this wonderful, this wonderful series called Living Stories, where I get a chance to talk about women, um, entrepreneurs, mothers, um, creatives, just all types of amazing women tell their story and give us tips on how to live a life that we really want to live um, without standards of other people. Um, so today we're talking about staying in your own lane, telling our own stories, being in the driver's seat. And you know, so many people want to hold on to our narrative. So many people want to direct us and you know, they want to tell our stories, but who's be who's better to tell these stories than ourselves, right? And create that. Um, so I have an amazing young lady by the name of Champagne who has this phenomenal business that supports women and their dreams, their businesses. And uh, she has some really amazing tips and nuggets for us to learn. So let's get it started. Welcome to the show, Champagne. Hi, Cicely. Thank you so, so much for having me. I am so excited about being here and telling my own story. Yes. Tell me a little bit about you and your story. Okay, so um, a little bit about me. I'd like to start off with the personal. Personally, I am a very new dog mom, and today is Mother's Day, so I am celebrating myself. Um, I just adopted my little baby. He's a terrier. His name is Baba. He's a country boy, and we love him so, so much. He's crashing at the door right now because he, hear, he hears mama's voice. Um, also, I'm a military brat. I've been all over the world. I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii, and I've been skipping all over the place since then. Um, and I am so in love with entrepreneurship. It has given me the best things in my life. Um, I actually started entrepreneurship uh, three months after the death of my best friend. Mm -hmm. And I have just been choosing to live boldly and fearlessly going after my dreams ever since. And um, the thing that I'm known for the most is my company, Bold Babes Co. It's a collaborative platform that helps millennial women start and stay in business. And we do that three ways through our um, events, which uh, includes our signature goal setting workshops. And that's how we help women start their businesses. We give them foundational building blocks um, to help them learn how to start their business, figure out their niche, where they fit in their market, things like that. We also have a podcast network that currently hosts two shows, um, one called Business Uncensored with Ashley Allison. She drops tons of strategy, lover. Um, and then also my own show, The Bold Babe Show, um, that just launched this week. Really, really excited about it. Um, and it is all about highlighting local women in business and their stories. Um, and, and then the last piece is our community, and that is how we help women stay in business. Um, and we are currently doing research 
to uh, figure out the kind of things that are going to help women specifically within that 24 to 39 age range um, as they grow and continue in their lives. We see a lot of women starting businesses, but um, we also see them dropping out of business. So we felt like there wasn't enough research around why that is happening and why those retention rates are so, so low. Um, and so we decided to do our own research. And once when that research is done, we are hoping to build the best community ever that helps women stay in business. Yeah. So that is a little bit about me and what I'm doing. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm a new dog mom too. And then my little boo over there. I'm super excited about her. She is a golden doodle um, and full of energy. Um, so happy Mother's Day to you. <laughs> um, let's talk about, so you, I know you said you're doing the research on why women are dropping out. I know like you probably don't have as much information, but do, do you have an inkling of like why women are dropping out of their businesses? Um, our research, um, research that is predating us and we're, we're looking at the, the factors in women's lives. We, we try to always take a holistic view of business and an intersectional view of business, especially because I myself am um, black, a woman of color. And so we understand that uh, a black woman in business isn't running the same race as a white woman or even um, a Latina woman in business. And so uh, the thing is, is that no matter the color of the woman, they're all facing more, more barriers in their personal lives yeah. than men are and they also lack the supportive network to to scale their businesses the way that men do mm -hmm. um even when men are put in domestic roles they have a more supportive network than a, a woman um for example if a man is a stay-at-home father that is building a home business um, he has, he tends to have more of a supportive network than say a stay at home mom who is trying to build her home business. And as we know, um, it, in business and entrepreneurship, especially um, creative entrepreneurship, which is something that millennials tend to lean more towards, uh, we tend to have personalities where we're multi-passionate, starting and stopping um, is another huge barrier if we're just going to to talk about the psychology of things um you know we we kind of all have a little bit of attention deficit disorder and yeah. the world we live in does not uh help support focusing on one project building one thing out um doing the proper research that we need to do um we're fed um, a instant gratification narrative. And that's why in Bull Babes, we, we always have a culture component that is teaching our community members that this is a show up every day kind of thing. Like think of your business as your baby, you know, 
like once when you become a mom <laughs> you know it's not something that you can give up and and that's how you need to be thinking of your business endeavors yeah most definitely i know um sometimes we get super passionate about something and then life happens and we're like oh well this is not gonna work and if we do see it as our babies which they are because this has been birthed out of you um the concept of you know thinking about it in your stomach and you give birth um and you have to like it's your baby so you really have to take care of it um and I have so many thoughts about that but I will not go down that lane because that's not where we're going (laughs) but um okay so let's talk about being in the driver's seat so you're working with these young women you are we are young women um building their businesses and so there's a lot of things that happen where we kind of like do the comparison thing or we're trying to do you know what other people are doing um but then it's like we're not really in the driver's seat we're we're in the passenger seat trying to give like tips or whatever what what ideas or advice would you give someone to own their own lane and you know quit paying attention to or trying to live up to the other people's standards that they're watching or looking at the best um, thing I feel like people can do is give yourself time to fall back. Yeah. Right? Give yourself time to fall back and black out. And I mean, like, truly, like, just stay offline, stay off of social media, stay off of your media platforms and back down, back off. And really, truly reflect on your business and make a make a goddamn system of it okay understand what is happening in it I mean just because you're under just because your business has a system doesn't mean that you're doing the same thing every day that's what people like especially creative entrepreneurs get messed up they think that if they create a system for their business they're going to be doing the same thing over and over again and it's going to be just like their nine to five job that's not true. We're creating a system so that we're understanding what work needs to be done. And once when you understand the work that needs to be done, then you can pick the work that you want to do, you know? And yeah. once when and once when that happens, then you can delegate the work that you may not necessarily want to do so that that section of work that is yours, you can excel at it. Yeah. And, and people need to, people need to understand that it's hard to fall back because people feel like if they're not in front of their audience every day, if they're not posting every day, then like they're going to lose followers and things like that. But one thing I want people to understand is, is that if you're a person worth listening to, people will wait to listen to what you have to say. Yeah, most definitely. I love that. And, um, yeah, the people who hear you, it, it's meant to be. Um, so not even having to worry about that. And I know one of the things that I struggled with in the beginning of my business was like looking at the numbers. Like I was consistently watching numbers and I'm like, the numbers aren't driving the business. I'm driving the business because it's the content that I'm putting out there and the right people will come. Um, I, I would be so sad when people would unsubscribe to my newsletter. I'm like, oh, what's in the world? But um, 
ah, that having to build that, you know, confidence and, you know, not even worry about, you know, certain people, because it's not for everybody. All the stuff that you have is not for everybody. And you have your specific audience and that is okay. So one thing, um, I listened to this comedian this past week and it wasn't even a funny, um, it wasn't a funny, it wasn't a funny, uh, video. Usually he's like, you know, making jokes and all this stuff, but this time it was like really, really deep, really mind blowing. And so it was in, um, he was, Pay respects to the young man, Ahmad um, Arbery, the one that got murdered a few months ago and just all that stuff that's happening. And one of the things that he said, he was like, um, there's beauty in non-conforming. And so, you know, we're always trying to fit in. We're always trying to stay secure. What are some tips on like how we can stay in our own lane and still feel secure? I think this is the hardest thing ever, um, especially for people that choose to be the face of their brand. Um, If you are choosing to do that, uh, you have to be unapologetically yourself. And if unapologetically yourself is a crybaby, if unapologetically yourself is kind of manic, it you know, you have to be unafraid to let that shine through and show up. And the best thing I ever did for my business is when I first started it, I live streamed everything. Okay. And there are people still that come back to me years later and say that I looked at all of your your live streams from when you were building your business and 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 I cried on those because I was getting no after no after no. And I was was explaining to people like, this is hard, this is tough. This is a a real journey for me. This is something that's so, this is something I want so bad. I don't know what this is, because I didn't know what it was gonna be. We were selling t-shirts at the time. And I, 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 I cried a lot I, because I knew that this was gonna be something bigger than me. I knew that the world needed it and um but i kept hearing no and then once when i finally got that yes like the people that were following along live at the time they cheered and then as people came along and discovered my brand and kept seeing those stories um they they fell in love too and so i feel like being able to do a lot of the hard work of I feel like if you're not looking at your videos or your lives or the times where you're personally letting people into your lives and, and not cringing, then you're not giving enough. Okay. Like you're not giving enough of you because the worst thing that you can do in life is to, is to not be yourself is to hold back. So you need to, you need to, give everything that you have give everything that you have somebody's going to relate to that somebody's gonna feel like oh my god like i've been through that too like stop trying to make pain look pretty that's what we that's what we that's what we do all the time we do it all of the time we do it all of the time especially on instagram 
I'm sorry, but it's just bullshit. Like, you know, that's why I created my, my podcast. Like, I don't care about some millionaire girl telling me about some time when she was living on $300 a week. You're not doing that anymore. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and now, and you weren't telling that story then because you were embarrassed of it. And now you're not embarrassed of it because you're not living it anymore. There's so much beauty in expressing the pain you're going through as you're going through it. I love like, it. quit trying to make it look pretty. It doesn't have to be Instagram worthy. This is real life. This is you. And business is a holistic experience. Entrepreneurship a holistic experience it changes you just like your business model changes you change because you're doing development work along the way you're losing friends along the way you're 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 gaining new connections along the way i mean your life changes and again if you're not looking back on your business sometimes or your videos sometimes and be like oh my god i can't believe i did that or oh my god i can't believe i said that then you're not giving enough you're just trying to you're just being fake yeah just be real i love it i love it and then that's i like that pain don't make pain pretty i know a lot of us we're always posting only the good stuff and people think that you're living this best life but then soon as something happens that they don't believe it or they don't trust it or they're like, what, how you're, you know, and so like what we put out there is, it can be hurtful. It can be damaging. It can also be beneficial. Um, and so like you said, the community, um, one thing, like we're not alone in this and there's so many people that need to see what's happening. And so being that person to like inspire and encourage people, um, I like, I love when people, uh, businesses do the, their lives or do the back, uh, back stories or what's happening in the background and it just shows us it's real. Right. Um, so like, let's talk about community and staying connected with people and that support system. I know you and your business, um, you guys have that community. Talk, let's talk about how important it is to have, you know, community, people that are like you. And like you said, you will lose people. You will make new friends. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, there was something that really shifted for me. And it goes back to what you're feeding your, your brain and, and your mind. And I was listening to a goal cast by Lisa Nichols. And she was talking about her story and how she was in poverty, and, um, and how she knew she was going to be a millionaire, and how the, the thing that was holding her back was is that the door was only big enough for her to fit in. It wasn't big enough for her and her mom to fit in, for her and her brother to fit in, for her and her family to fit in. You know, it was only big enough for her to fit in, and That's not saying that, you know, she had to leave her family behind or anything like that. But what that was saying is that the best thing that she could do for them is to go and walk through that door and then like reach back, reach her hand back once when she was through it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that it is all about 
understanding yourself before you even come out of come out of yourself and try to connect with others um, and find community because you have to be really intentional about your circle like and then also understand the purpose of people right because there are your business friends and then there are your personal friends um and some of those people may intersect but you know also as women we have to understand that um our business friends aren't aren't our girlfriends so you know when when we get down to conducting business conduct business okay um and that's what we really really again the culture part of bull babes comes in and we really do a lot of work on being a good collaborator. We start all of our um, programs and our um, kind of introduction and onboarding with our um, ultimate collaborators guide. And that's all about learning how to be a person that other people want to refer to, to work with, to collaborate, to build together with because so many people are shady as shit and like they will come to you see what you're building and be like oh my gosh that's great and i want to do this with you and i want to do that with you with nothing in return except for i just want to do that with you who cares like i mean i want a unicorn so what like i'm not getting that unicorn but if you are a person that has value and understands that like hey um i really like what you're doing sicily and i think oh my gosh her podcast is great her blog is great and one thing that i specifically love is is that she she's speaking about um life the in the life of women in a holistic view and that's how we align yeah. and i know and i know that we could do a project based on that not oh i see she's doing xyz and she can give me this and she can give me that and she can give me this and she can give me that and she oh. no and that's how a lot of young people can try try to conduct business and that's not what we do so it's a lot of inner work. And then once when you're done with that inner work, then you're ready to, to find people that you align with. Because again, once when you've done that inner work, you can understand how you, you can help each other. Um, but a lot of people are just leeches and that just is what it is. And I always say bull babes isn't for everyone. Yeah. I understand the, the numbers thing, but I used to get caught up in numbers too but I'm so, so about community and culture. And that's the reason why we don't have a, a Facebook group. People keep asking us why, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but like Facebook is just, it, it, I feel like it's a breeding ground for that. And like, I really want to keep that, that the, the sacred um, relationships because I know that when women come together and truly exchange value um, and have the right things in place, like um, contracts, there you can be friends with people and, and do projects with people and have contracts, yeah. okay? 
Um, and when people have things together, like equity partnerships, you know, there doesn't have to be money exchange, but we can understand that like, hey, once when sales come in, I get this percentage, things like that. And we teach you these things. We teach you these things. This is how business is conducted. You know, a lot of people don't do business with by exchanging cash. And, and a lot of people, especially young women, don't understand that. Um, but, but, but yeah, no, so uh, community is so important and community is the reason why um, I was able to start my business on $20 um, and, and evolve and continue to pivot and change and and um yeah i've most of the the deals i've i've had done has been um like equity partnerships and things like that and and in, because i'm a good collaborator and, and a good connector and community builder um and i've taught those tips and skills to other people they've been able to build profitable endeavors together and in which you know they didn't have to necessarily exchange money or anything like that um and they were able to build together and scale together and that and that's what can happen when you do the inner work of being a good person and um things like that because it takes being a good person to have a good community around you yeah most definitely I don't want to do anything out of fear because I'm like scared you're gonna you know just be mean and nasty and you know like I mean there are people out there that like you said are leeches and they're they're they blood they're blood suckers and they just want to get whatever they can um and so knowing who you are definitely will help you and guide you you know, with your discernment with other people as well. Um, so you can read them. Uh, one thing you said, so you said you started your business with $20. I want to talk about that, but I also want to talk about like how you became so bold and fearless in living your, you know, your dreams. How did that, how did that begin? Well, um, like I said, I started my, um, I started entrepreneurship three months after my best friend died. And, um, you know, like, this is like the person I thought I was like going to do life with. We were like very, I don't know, our souls were tired. If, if I didn't know where he was, like we knew where we, it, it was just such a crazy experience. But like one thing that was so, so like something that everyone knew about him is, is that he wanted to be a business owner and um, a serial entrepreneur at that. And he, and he had all this, like all these ideas and we met each other in DC. Um, I went to, to school at George Mason and um, we used to sit around and our dorm rooms and talk about the, the businesses he was going to build and, and what I was going to do and all of these things. And after he died, um, we we always used to say that it was something that we would do in our 40s. But after he died, I was just like, um, F it, I'm gonna do it now. Yeah. And um, so I've always felt like I don't have the traditional fears that women do around entrepreneurship because like the worst thing for me is not is is not trying. It's not like hearing no or anything like that. Um, I'm, I'm not afraid to approach a large corporation and be like, we align this way 
here's how helping this very small business and aligning with this smaller business can help you and help your marketing initiatives um, and things like that. Um, and, and it takes balls to do that. Yeah. And, and so um, I, like I said, I, I, I never felt like I struggled with the um, imposter syndrome really. Um, I guess until I started um, getting into, into uh, the numbers game. And when, after a certain point in business, um, it's, it's when you decide, hey, like, is this a hobby or is this something that I'm like truly doing? Right. And that's when I decided that I've learned all I could from Google University. Yes. And so um, I had to come out as outside of myself and get some help. And um, I, that's when I got a coach and I developed myself some more. And every time I kind of hit that peak and felt insecure, that's when I know that's when I knew I needed to come outside of myself and gain some more um, education, knowledge or something. And um, that's the reason why I'm in my master's program, because I knew that I um, one of my dreams for my business is, is that I want this to be a billion dollar corporation and I want to sell at least 50 percent either through IPO or through selling out to another firm. And that takes numbers, that takes longitudinal research. I don't know how to do that. So I enrolled in my, my current master's program in psychological science so I could learn market research. I could learn how to produce these numbers. Um, so I think it's all about, again, knowing yourself and, and, and being like, hey, I can only change myself. I, I can't really change my circumstances or anything like that. Um, so I need to take that leap. I need to be bold. And I know that once when this happens, I'll be able to create the things that is going to move the goalposts and, and, and help me make my dreams come true. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's a way, that's the way you stay in the driver's seat when you are learning, like you, you, you're going to get told what to do, you know, if you don't have that knowledge or that wisdom, um, as a teacher, I'm like, you're going to have to do your own research. I swear. Do not just go off of what other people are saying. You have to figure it out and you need to, the skills to do so. Otherwise people are going to be telling you what to do, what, what you can and what you can't do for the rest of your life. Um, so I definitely love that you are, you know, in school um, and using resources. So I know, you know, Google's awesome. Google is definitely awesome and um, empowering yourself with that knowledge um, is, is very helpful, very beneficial. Um, that's really cool. Can we, so how did you start your business with $20? Okay. <laughs> I've always been very resourceful, but I didn't know how resourceful I was until I started this business, right? Um, So it's funny, I talk about it in the first episode of my podcast, and I just just got done uh, re-listening to it before I hopped on here with you, and basically, I only spent the $20 on a Facebook ad because I had made these t-shirts 
And um, I think I still had some birthday money or something. And I spent my birthday money on creating like the first 20 t-shirts. I knew I needed models. I knew I needed a photographer and stuff like that. Um, and so I worked at a deal with uh, one of the first collaborators and community members of Bull Babes, Sheena Lou. Um, she was in school at the time and she started a media company because she was a PR major and they did our our whole first marketing campaign for free which was kick-ass like it was so cool and it included a commercial and um she was like oh you should totally have a launch party and I was like with what money girl (laughs) and so and so that's where kind of like the behind the scenes thing came because we had three weeks to do this launch party and um and the 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 20 the $20 facebook ad was amazing like you know i got 10 models and it was an amazing campaign and it was a really cool story the way that it came together because before we had done before we did the photo shoot i sat down with all the ladies and we went around and talked about like our wildest dreams like what we wanted to really accomplish and if you look at our old if you look on if you follow us on facebook and look at our very first videos you'll be able to um, listen to those stories and things like that, which I think is always super cool. I always like kind of like go back and and listen to those because it kind of keeps me going now. And and from there, uh, in the span of three weeks, we found a venue for free. Um, we found some really cool sponsors, including Raising Canes, Nothing Bun Cakes, um, and then we invited some other local um women-owned businesses to be vendors for free um at the at the event and it was just so cool it was really really awesome it was something that i was just so so proud of um and after that everyone was like okay so what's next what's next what's happening from here and that's uh kind of that's kind of where the the shit storm happened but needless to say we are here we've evolved we understand who we are now but we started off with the bang and um i kind of always knew i guess that this was a community movement um i just had to figure it out and on the business side okay okay that's beautiful that's awesome that collaboration finding and i that's that's I like that I like that a lot because a lot of us want to just do it all on our own and not reach out and fear like so many different things and but when you like like you said equity like you don't have to spend money on like you don't have to pay for a lot of stuff you can you know barter that's bartering works bartering is cool um but yes okay so what what are some your like biggest tips on i know we talked a lot and so i'm sure there's lots of nuggets in what you have already said but if you could give us some tips or nuggets on you know people who you know are ready to start a business or level up in their lives like what can you give them as a tip or some advice to go the next step Stop being a perfectionist. Start messy. You can change it later. 
that's I like that. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, no, seriously, like we as women, we will like hold on to some shit for years and then get mad at ourselves for not doing it. That's on you, girl. Like the the beautiful thing about being a small business. The beautiful thing about being a small business is you can change rapidly and nobody's going to get on your ass about it, right? Like, we used to sell t-shirts. Now we're a whole different thing. And I haven't heard, I haven't heard complaints about it. But um, if, I don't know, her HQ or um, I don't know, one of these bigger brands like Girlboss or something like that decided to just shift and um i don't know only do like journals and that's it like they would get tons and tons of of pushback so um i always say start now start messy but when you start now and start messy make sure it's to a very 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 specific niche so if you're like a health coach make sure that um you're a health coach for busy women or a health coach yeah so start messy and make sure that you start with a very clear niche when you do start messy and you can change it later you can broaden it you can change it up um because along the way as you go you'll figure it out i started off as a health coach okay yeah like i mean like, like bold babes is my second business and i started off and my first business with my mom as a health coach. And <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you, you understand that you have a passion for entrepreneurship and, and the, the sign of it, a great entrepreneur is, is, you know, I feel like it's a badge of honor to have to close down a business and like open up a new one. Like, you know, you're doing this thing, you're in it for real this is you and and you're you still have a burning passion for entrepreneurship you just may not have found your lane it's it's okay to experiment this is one of the awesome parts about being an entrepreneur you can experiment with a lot of different things that is the truth that is the truth and i'm tired of people talking about i should have could have would have like just just do it just start just you know, see what's out there and it it definitely will change or even evolve. Like my, with my stuff, like it was just a blog and then it turned to like PR and marketing and then content writing and just, you know, using all my skills, you know, to monetize um, and monetize that. And that is okay. Um, I think that's awesome. Thank you so much. So do, so would that be considered a challenge too? What what challenge would you give to the people? A daily one or weekly one or um, yearly? What challenge would you give to the audience for being the driver and not in the passenger seat? Show up, um, figure out a schedule in which you're going to show up and be consistent in showing up. And, and then track those numbers and see what it does for you. I recently did a 14 day live challenge leading up to the launch of my podcast and the engagement for all my platforms have been crazy. Like in that short amount of time, I booked over six speaking engagements 
Um, I was able to get tons of subscribers when the once when the show launched. Like, I mean, just show up, be visible, and then pick one platform where you where you're going to consistently show up. Like, I know it may sound like crazy because people are like show up on here and show up, make sure that you're going live on all the platforms. No, you need to have one platform where you're consistently going live. Mine is Facebook because I started off going live on Facebook. It's always been the platform I've used to go live on. I know for some people, Instagram works better. Some people LinkedIn, figure it out um, and be visible and, and, have kind of an outline of how you're going to explain your expertise and utilize that time to make sure that people understand that you're an expert at what you do. Um, and it's not always about leading into sales because um, for a lot of people, sales is something that is built over time. And if you understand, especially corporate communications, Geico is a really good example of it. Um, you know, it takes the average person psychology. So it's about like seven to 12 times before they decide to make a decision. Um, they have to see that thing seven to 12 times before they make a decision on whether to buy or, or whatever the hell. Right. Mm -hmm. So for some people, especially in your audience, you're kind of hiding your, your offers. If, you're um, only presenting it once yeah. on one platform. Um, you need to utilize uh, social media scheduling software and you need to um, have that show up on multiple um, different platforms multiple times, seven to 12 times. That's what I would, I would suggest. Okay. And it may seem like a hell of a lot to you, but people aren't seeing your things and and I don't, and at the end of the day like if you look at corporate social media that's how their feed looks like it looks like the same thing showing up over and over and over again but they just understand that the way that these algorithms work like people aren't seeing your things right that's good that's really good you you have challenged me I'm like, oh, Lord, I need to show up more often. I need to, <laughs> that's good. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you for joining the podcast. This is really good. Oh my gosh, you guys. So some of the key things that stood out the most for me was that when she said, quit making your pain look pretty or start messy, like, I just feel like many of us get caught up in our head that, you know, like when we're looking at other people's lanes, we don't see the messiness. We don't see the pain. We see the perfection, the consistency that that person put into their business or whatever they're doing. And we're trying to mimic that without having to go through the process of learning and trial and error. And so when you stay in your own lane, you, on, you're in your own journey. You are exposed to different opportunities. You're, you see different 
things in your journey, and it is definitely not the same as the next person. So we need to be more confident in our own lane, being true to who we are as a human being, owning that, and just showing up unapologetically. I absolutely love that. Make sure you guys head over to Champagne's website. We will post all the contact information below. Girl, this was amazing. And make sure you guys grab the free worksheet that is specific to this episode. As a reminder, we have a workbook, a journal that is called Living Stories, and it is going to take you from beginning to end of rewriting, crafting, you know, planning and all that good stuff about your life, your story, where you want to go in this world. Um, so make sure you guys are following, head over to the blog. You will get all the links. Uh, my blog is bougieblackblogger.com and make sure you're subscribed. I send out the worksheet Sundays at 2 p.m. Um, if you miss it, you can catch it the next week. I will link all of the worksheets and you can get it in the, you can go back in time and do that. So yes, y'all beautiful people. I hope you are living your best lives. I hope you are encouraged. I hope you inspire other people as well. I look forward to hearing your comments. Be sure to, you can inbox me, you can email me, all of the above. You guys have a wonderful day. Peace and blessings.